0: Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Let it challenge us where it's needed. Let it chastise us. Uh, Just help us to become better uh, in our our expression of our love for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've been doing a a series, The Power of Communications. and we'll end the series next week um, because it's Thanksgiving Sunday. There isn't too much time, but I'll, I'll kind of um, share a, a penultimate message and then we'll end the series next week. And we had a, as our focus, as we understood that this was the bedrock of any relationship, um, that, pe- that the stronger the communications are in a relationship, the healthier the relationship is. Um, and with regards to God, we had as a uh, 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 template, uh, the life of Abraham. And we looked at Abraham's friendship uh, with God. And today we want to look at both sides of communications. And we want to, we'll end on that note. Next week, I'll, I'll share about how to hear from God, how to hear God's voice. Because you see, it's not just important that we are speaking. I mean, that's very important. Um, and we are encouraged to speak. That's why prayer is important. Because in our prayer, we are speaking to God. We are communing with God. We are talking to God. But we also must know how to hear from God. Because when we speak, God also speaks. And we must also know how to hear from God. We were not wired we we're not created to, to stagger around in life, to stub our toes, to, to trip, trip up uh, as, we, as we find our way through, through life. We were not created for that. You know, God created us for fellowship with himself. He created us so that we talk to him, he talks to us. Uh, he guides us. He leads us. We're not created to go through life and make calamitous mistakes wrong decisions that have terrible consequences that's not how god intended that we should live god intended that out of this relationship with him that we would speak to him and he would speak to us in that he would guide us i say to people that A lot of what is now is not a relationship, but a religion. And a religion is just a set of rules where God is so abstract that we barely hear from him, if at all. And I don't think Jesus died for a religion, but I am certain Jesus died for a relationship. And when we look at Abraham's life, and you know Abraham is our prototype, we want to be like him. The Bible testifies, God testifies about Abraham that this is my friend. And anyone will tell you that the strength of a friendship is how they talk to each other and listen to each other. The strength of a friendship is really how they communicate with each other. God says about Abraham, he's my friend. What was God saying? We talk to each other. I talk to him, he listens to me, he talks to me, I listen to him. And there's so many examples as you read the story of Abraham's life where you see how important it is that we speak to God and how absolutely important it is that we hear when God speaks to us. And if I was to pick one that stands out, it would be Abraham speaking to God over Sodom and Gomorrah. That is a, is a picture of intercession, a picture of a man who knew how to talk to God, and how to talk in a way that granted him audience with God. And when the, when the Bible starts to tell us that story, in Genesis, the 18th chapter, it starts in verse 22. It says, Then the men turned away f- from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord, and Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? And that was the start of one of the most dramatic examples of a man standing in the place of prayer. An example that if we can follow, changes our prayer lives. But we'll talk about that when we get to prayer. But there are two things I wanted to mention that I think are critical as we position ourselves to speak to God. Two things that stand out. The first one is where, he say, where the Bible says, Abraham stood before the Lord. And I think we must understand that if we know how significant it is to talk to God, then we will do everything to make sure that we are standing before God. Now, standing before God is just a euphemism for being in the presence of God, for being so proximate to God, being so close to God. And that's what Abraham Abraham had. And that's really what friendship is about. God was saying about Abraham, he's close to me. The psalmist says in Psalms 24 verses 4 to 6, Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, the Passion Translation, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth, those who never deceive, whose words, words are sure, they will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. What was the psalmist saying? That our lifestyle matters. In this issue of our relationship with God, our lifestyle matters. We can't just live anyhow and just assume that we can just just stroll into God's presence. The older translations say, he, he that has clean hands and a pure heart. Our lifestyle matters. We can't just come in anyhow. It matters that we are committed to living a life that is pleasing to God. And you know why these things are important, speaking to God and, hear, and hearing from God, is that. If you you can't do it yourself, you're going to depend on somebody to do it. And how many know there's a chance that person will get it wrong? There are a lot of us, sadly, behind the pulpit that want to convince you that you can't hear God for yourself. Convince you that you can't speak to God. That you need us to access God. That is a lie from the pits of hell. That was the Old Testament church that needed a high priest. In the New Testament church, the curtain has been torn in two. Anybody can come in once they are ready to do what God says are the conditions to come in in. And the conditions he's saying here, you've got to have, got to have clean hands and a pure heart. You've got to live a lifestyle that, that commends you to God. Jesus has paved the way, yes. His blood is there to wash us clean when we slip up. But we can't just leave any alive. You know, that is, that is just religion. And you hear it all the time. People say, God is a God of grace, so it's okay. I can do whatever I want. No, it doesn't work like that. The second thing the Bible says is that he came near. And that reminds me of the scripture in, in James, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. But remember, who draws near first? You draw near to God You show intent in your heart You show that it matters to you You show that His priority So draw near to God And he will draw near to you Cleanse your hands You sinners And purify your hearts You double minded I love the Passion Translation It says move your heart closer And closer to God And he will come even closer to you But make sure you cleanse your life You sinners And keep your heart pure And stop doubting it's not a word that is condemning it's a word that's encouraging live the life and it's not that we can live it ourselves in our own strength but take advantage of the Holy Spirit and let him enable you to live the life but the desire has to come from you can someone say amen Amen. so Abraham spoke to God but then God spoke to Abraham because Abraham speaking to God, I think we generally get that. We might not be doing it as much as we should. We might not be communing as much as we should, praying like we should. But we generally get that we have to talk to God. But do you know, I was amazed as to how many more times God spoke to Abraham than Abraham spoke to God. At least three times more. It was always God speaking to Abraham. Abraham. We serve a God who speaks. He intends to guide us by how he speaks to us. And next week we'll find out how he speaks to us. Because if you don't know how God speaks to you, you're going to depend on some man or woman to to be God and speak on behalf of God. I mean, look at the times he spoke to Abraham. It was time for Abraham to move, to relocate. And God's word came clear to him. Genesis the 12th chapter and the first verse. Get out of your country from your family and your father's house to a land that I will show you. That was, that was a major transition about to take place. God was moving him from one city to another. He was leaving his comfort zone. All that he was familiar with. Don't you think that To make such a major decision it makes sense to have heard God and how many times do we make calamitous mistakes because we haven't heard God we think it looks like the right thing but God didn't intend us to live on our senses no not as children of his his plan was to guide us to so that we are clear this is God Abraham was clear God spoke to him I can imagine he goes to Sarah and says to her, we're moving. And she says, moving where? He says, we're going to a place that God will show us. He hasn't shown you the place, not yet, but we are going. But the conviction that he spoke with must have convinced her. Oh, for the, for the, for the, for the families that, where the husband has a conviction about where the family is going. So that the wife can can take the conviction and do with it what she alone is wired to do. What a sad place where the man does not know. He has no clue. Isn't it terrible where we don't have a conviction about our own lives? And we should. Let's not be condemned, but let's turn to God and believe that he can guide us. And I love verse 4. It says God spoke to him in verse 1. Verse 4, Says And so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And he had, he had enough conviction to convince Lot. Lot went with him. Sarah, his wife, went with him. Because he knew God had spoken to him. When he waited and waited and waited for a child. And for us, we must understand that when you're waiting on God for a promise. Anybody who's in here in person who's waiting on God for a promise, let's see your hands. Yeah? So many of us waiting on God for a promise. That's how Abraham was. He was waiting for a child. And then age caught up with him. The, his, natural, the nat, his natural body was telling him that that promise cannot happen. And somebody's been there where you've waited on God for something and it just seems so long in coming. But then what did God do? God spoke to him. I pray God will speak to you. It makes a world of difference. God said to him, don't be afraid. Genesis 15 verse 1. I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. Of course, Abraham said to him, well, I know you are, but there's a problem. I've been waiting for a long time for this promise. I don't have a child. You've blessed me, but there's no child to inherit the blessing. And the Bible says the word of the Lord came to him. God spoke to him again. Directly. It won't be Ishmael. Neither will it be your servant who will inherit it. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. How many know to hear that from God is comforting? The months When nothing is happening, because God has spoken, you can hold on to God's word. May God speak to us in this season. And even when Sarah laughed, because to her it seemed impossible, God spoke again. Our God is a speaking God. He talks to his children. He encourages his children. God spoke again. Genesis 18, verses 13 to 4. He said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Don't you just enjoy his relationship with Abraham? Why did Sarah laugh? Saying she was too old. He says to Abraham, Is anything too hard for the Lord? And then he says, At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. Now how many of you just hold that and put it in your pocket? Because God has spoken. The matter is over. We really need to start to hear God speak. We need to stop judging things with our natural senses. And easily, the one that struck me the most. And some of us will be at places where we want to make major life decisions. Some of you young guys, you want to get married. Thank God for all the many things that you're using to choose your wife. Just realize that those things change with time. So if you choose for the wrong reasons, thank God for all those things. But please choose your wife because God said. And, and receive your husband because God said. Don't no worry, his six-pack will one day become one-pack. That's how it works. One day, one day, no matter what he's doing, one day. That's how it works. So if that's the reason you're choosing, sorry for you as they say. Choose your choose, choose, make these decisions because God said. God sees the end from the beginning. You know, when it was time to choose which way to go, Abraham said to Lot, You choose first. Lot thought this old man have got him. Lot looked up and saw the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was lush. It was Beautiful to see. Lovely trees and fruits growing. And Lot said, I'll go in that direction. And he thought he had had played one on his his uncle. So Abraham said, no problem, I'll go this way. How was Lot to know that in a short while, sulfur, burning sulfur from heaven was going to be raining down on what he thought was perfect? None of us knows tomorrow. That's why we need God. He sees the end from the beginning we need him we need him in this life to encourage us to give us things we can hold on to life is so uncertain how do you live without God and without hearing God he says to Abraham as a test Genesis 22 take your son your only son Isaac whom you love And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. How many know that if that was a modern day Pentecostal, we are binding every devil that exists. It cannot be God. But he knew God's voice. He knew that was God. And so the Bible says the early the next morning he rose up and he went. May God help us to get to the point where we know his voice. Where we know how he speaks Because it's not just with his voice that he speaks As you will find out next week Next week we're going to do a very practical teaching On how to hear God You have to hear God for yourself You can't depend on anybody else To hear God for you You have to hear God for yourself Let other people confirm What you're not so sure about but you think God has told you That's how we live life That we speak to God, but God also speaks back to us. We ask him questions, God answers the questions. That's how we live life. That's how we are wired to live life. It's a relationship, it's not a religion. We enjoy the fellowship where he speaks to us and we speak back to him. Where we hear him, he orders our steps, he guides us. In everything he's concerned about everything he loves us that much part of why he created us was for that fellowship and we can't be in a place where we're not hearing him we must if, if God is going to be our friend we must hear him if he's going to be if he's our father we must hear him and we must get to the point where we be, where we recognize his voice When he speaks through his voice And we'll find out next week How he speaks through his voice Amen Praise God Hallelujah Father we thank you Lord we bless you I have a father He calls me his own He'll never leave no matter, no matter where Listen, um, you know, part of the challenge is one of trust. Trust. And part of what has created that trust issue is that some of us on life's journey have had fathers or father figures who have abused that trust and that position. They have been careless. They've been negligent. They've even gone further. They've, by their words, wounded us. They've rejected us. They've literally been used as instruments to hurt, wound, oppress, suppress. And so when we hear the word Father, involuntarily what happened plays a part. And so we can't trust like we should. And it would be unfair if God left a person in that state. Because it's impossible. I can't get past myself because of what happened. But he doesn't. That's why he's the healer. Doesn't matter how deep the wound is. In Christ that wound can be healed. (laughs) Doesn't matter how terrible the circumstances were. Where a father abused that position and has created trust issues that are affecting a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It doesn't matter how bad, it's the God of restoration. And so, as we sing that song, it might just be one person who's going to experience that healing power of God here today. And if you're online, we're trusting God that. You're not being here in person It's not a barrier, but if you're here in person, as we sing that song, come forward. I'd love to, the pastors, to pray with you just before we move on and begin to end the service. Go on, uh, uh, go on. Come, come. If you're that person, you know yourself. You know yourself. Don't be embarrassed. You know, you know that 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 it hurts, and you know it has affected your walk. Whatever it was, words were said, actions, come, come. Just just your faith in coming. That healing process has started. Is there anybody else come? Come, come, we'll wait for you. we we'll wait for you. Come, come, come. It might have been a natural father, a spiritual father, maybe in a church, a father figure. Just come, come, come. You're not designed to live life with that wound. We serve a God who's a healer, and right here in this place, He can heal you if you would just come. Come, come, we'll wait for you. Come heal me. Can I tell you a story? I'll tell you a true story. No, ma'am. Just keep it low in the background. You know, I grew up to a large extent. Looking up to my father in so many ways, especially in my earlier years. But my father always told me that I was the black sheep in the family. I don't. I just. I was a bit rebellious growing up. And the more he told me that, the more I rebelled because I just thought I can't end this man's. It wasn't even affection I wanted to And guys will understand what I'm saying I just wanted my father to say well done to me That's all I wanted So it wasn't an affection thing I just needed him to say I'm proud of you And he never did And um, I rebelled It was just my way of throwing all my toys out of the pram Because I just thought I could never earn it And then I met Christ And my life changed But even in Christ, this is the crazy thing, I kept wanting him to say, I've done well. And he would keep moving the goalpost. When I thought I was doing okay, I would tell him what was happening in my life. I hadn't gone the way he thought I should go. I hadn't become a lawyer, become a, you know, whatever it was, I I was trained as a lawyer, but I hadn't done all those things. But I was doing okay in church. I would tell him about Jesus' house. And he would just listen. There was nothing. He never said, well done to me. I'm proud of you. And then one day, I just thought, you know what? I'm never going to get it from him. And it was like God told me, you're looking for it in the wrong place. God said to me, that well done doesn't come from him. It comes from me. And that day that God told me well done, it was like a deliverance took place. I was no longer looking to my father to set the bar. I was now looking to Christ. This is years after I was a pastor. I was now looking to Christ. And once Christ was saying well done, it was well done. And I remember one day, King Charles came to church and sat next to me on that chair. And my father couldn't wait to speak to me. He went on and on. He told everybody. He was just stopping everybody, telling them. His son, sitting next to King Charles. But you know, by then, it didn't matter to me. I was, I was amused that that was his judgment of well done for me. A long time before that, my Heavenly Father had told me well done. So it didn't matter. So there might be a guy here who's never been told well done by his father. God says I should tell you well done. And maybe you want to be out here as we pray for them. And pastors, can we just pray for? Can we pray for them if you're still sitting there you want to be out here? It's it's it, it's not about man, it's God. It's God who says well done. If you want to be out here just come. The pastors will pray for you. God Go on, come. Maybe you're sitting down and you want to come out here. Just come. The pastors will pray for you. We'll join our faith in prayer. Go on, are you coming? Are you coming out? Come this way. This way. Go on, this way, guys. This way. This way. Can I have can I have the guys? Dog, I need some some male pastors. I just want the guys the guys to pray for them. I oh, dabs, princess. I need the male pastors, dog to pray for. Them. These guys. go on go on you're sitting down but just thank god for your revelation of your father and go on let that song just declare it There's a healing that is taking place. He knows, he knows, he knows,
1: He knows.
0: He knows. You're not a statistic. He knows. He knows. time. celebrate your father celebrate your father go on you can do better than that celebrate your father hallelujah 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 amen amen hallelujah amen amen and I, i i pray for every single person who's online i know the hosts have already prayed for you but i join my faith with theirs Uh, i believe god that there's a healing of hearts that has taken place and may the lord perfect all that he has started in jesus name amen and amen